Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? Uh, this is episode... <laughs> 55. 55. 55. My IQ? 55. <laughs> I'm Tom. Does anybody know? Oh, I'm Andrea. <laughs> they, somebody out there has got to know that. The old school. What was that on E-Bombs World? E-Bomb. My IQ is 55. If you've never heard that, go Google E-Bombs World. Schwan. Stu. 55. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> and I will show you how to date. Okay, we're being That's weirdos. That's obnoxious. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, this is episode 55. Yeah, it's going to be a up? riot. Yes. Uh, if you're not familiar with the show, Andrea's going to tell me a story. Uh, that I don't know. I'm going to tell her Most a story likely. that she doesn't know. Most likely. More than likely. And we both kind of just vibe out. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have some drinks. Have some drinks. Oh, I'm drinking something new. Oh my. And if you listen to the show, you know Andrea fucking drinks the same shit. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. what we used to say in the beginning is what we're drinking. Same, same shit, shit we, we always drink. drink. But we got off that frenzy. We should have made that a fucking jingle. I'm going to make that a no. jingle. Get a little button. Just press it. Uh, okay. I don't approve of that. I really want sound effects. I mean, okay. Now, to be fair, I'm still drinking rosé. <laughs> Always. Forever. But it's uh, Dave Matthews' Dreaming Tree. I'm giving it a shot. Oh, there I stored my dreaming Because I went by Kroger on my way home from work to get my Boda. And they didn't they have They were out. And, yeah, apparently Snoop Dogg has a wine now. Yeah, if you... you got, I think if it's that 19 Crimes wine. Are all the musicians just doing... We got... It's good money. Well, it's funny because I was just talking about Dave Matthews and Snoop Dogg and Post Malone. Don't forget about Posty. But, uh, yeah, it's a 19 Crimes. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure all of their bottles have like a secret QR code on them. Uh-huh. So you can just like pull your phone out, your yeah. phone camera out. And, and it'll and say it'll, something. Like, but normally it's like an old school like I was hung from the gallows like yeah. this for taking three loaves of bread and on just Sunday. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, probably he? just vibing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that dude did lightweight get away with murder though. He killed somebody. Look that shit up. It's been I've I've read like lists of like um, celebrities somebody. that got away with like stuff or whatever, and he's definitely on the list for sure. That one um, boxing referee too. That dude had like a bunch of bodies under his. Oh, uh, Mark Wahlberg's on that list too. Mark Wahlberg certainly killed somebody. No, I no, not that he killed somebody, oh. but like he's on a list of like. I, I mean, I I don't remember. I don't know. Of, I, don't know. I just know there's a lot of celebrities that have like gotten away with that, but that's because they're celebrities. Yeah, and they got that. They got that coin. But was Snoop famous when he got in trouble with the yeah. law? Yeah. Oh. I think there was something like he was pr- re- like performing at the VMAs or an, an award oh, show. I think you're right. And had to fucking like dip because yeah. the cops were there to fucking yeah, arrest that we him. Should, yeah, that's, we should cover celebrities who got in trouble. For being ding-dongs or murder. Well. Yeah. Hey, man, really quick shout out. We got a few new reviews uh, that were fucking rad. Yeah. I just wanted to shout out the people that rated us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I was on, on, on iTunes. So, Giselle Plus, uh, Shelby Busey or Bussy, I don't know, and Santa Monica Cat, as well as K-Sparge. 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 Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much for the yes, views on iTunes, you. man. We fucking love y'all, man. Let's We've hang out. We've had people telling us that they, you know, found us from other podcasts, like History Goes Bump. And, yep. And Real Life Ghost Stories. Yes. Oh, and if you're listening, well, 
You're obviously <laughs> listening. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is this Schrodinger's if fucking podcast? Listening. They're both listening and not listening. No, if, I don't. I literally it's, don't know why you're I doing, said that. Listen, listen, you're, oh. doing, you're, you're doing good. Okay, so we had mentioned that, I think, that we had done a short little episode and a interview with Hillbilly Horror Stories, yeah, which is yeah. one of our uh, podcast friends that have been so amazing to us. They're so great. We probably still wouldn't even be in the game. Yeah, Jerry and Tracy for the win. They're awesome. Always. And if you haven't, if you don't listen to them, go listen to them. And if you want to start with an episode, you can start with um, the uh, one that comes out on Saturday, Saturday. which is we're going to be on on Saturday. Yeah. So we're very excited about we're that. We're super geeked yeah. for the opportunity to be on their podcast. So we're excited. Super good. We, we featured on their podcast. We never had like a one-on-one before. So it's going to yeah. be it's going to be We've done like their rad. Halloween episodes and stuff. Um, yeah. But, I think we, and we yeah. did the live show with them and at Khalil's. Last year, yeah. So. No, no live shows this year, you guys. No. No. We just fucking closed down bars again in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Restaurants back down 25%. Yeah. So wash your fucking hands. Wear we're, your masks. We're shut down in, for like two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. And they pushed back start dates for a lot of the schools. Yeah. Everybody's still feeling the effects, man. I hope everybody is staying safe. Staying safe. Um, staying rational. Yeah. With everything and that's going on and... Just, yeah, it's just a Fuck. mad, mad world. Hit it all around me. Oh, no. no, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting us through it. Man, yesterday, I was out in the sun. Yeah, I'm you scorched. are, you look like a strawberry. I'm a strawberry lobster. You are so red. <laughs> oh, my God. But you ha- were harvesting hops, hops, which yeah. is cool. So I grow hops with my uncle and my grandma. And uh, they live a little ways away, so I was out there most of the day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but we harvested our hops, and I dropped them off to a local brewery today. And that was fucking cool as hell. That is really cool. I wanted to just mention that. Those hops fucked me up, though. I look like... Yeah, your legs like are an all cut up. And I'm so scratched up. arms are sunburned. Scorched. We were, like, getting started, and we're, like, out in... The hops have to be in full sunlight, right? And it's July right now. It's still July, and it's so hot. And so we're 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 stripping them the, these ropes, because they, they go on this really tall trellis. It's like a 16-foot trellis. Yeah. And you got to trim them from the top, and then we pick them off the vine. So as we're doing, they're binds actually, but as we're doing it, my grandma was like, we're like an hour and a half in and I'm just fucking cooking. I have like a towel over my head. It's the worst day of my life, but we have so far to go. And my grandma was like, you know, your uncle said we should just cut these from the bottom and trim them up on the garage, up on the porch. In the shade. <laughs> in the shade, like by the fan. Oh. And it's only my second year doing it. I'm not like a, I'm not like a very agricultural dude. It's just something kind of like a hobby. You're like, why didn't you lead with that? That's exactly <laughs> what I said in the nicest way I can to the sweetest woman in Kentucky. Because yeah. my grandma's the sweetest. She is. But uh, yeah, man. So if you're local, hit me up. I'll tell you where that beer's going to be at uh, in the near future. It's going to be something cool. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Ooh. Highlight of my week, kind of. It's a... Right before this, I'm going to talk about ramen noodles again. Tom Shit. made some for him to eat. And it had like this little sauce packet. Because what we did is we bought a million packets of ramen. So we don't have any choice but to eat a lot of it. Yeah, we we talk about it. But it's the little sauce packet. I don't know what it was, but I did not enjoy it. Somebody farted in it before they they sealed it. It it was really They put fart vapors in it. So I went and got a candle. That we made. We made that that shit. Well, actually, I lit one that my mom is obsessed with these Disney candles that smell like. everything with that woman. Yeah. I'm sure we talked about it before, but they smell like different like attractions and hotels and resorts and stuff of Disney, which is really kind of cool. It but is they cool. like can hone in the smell. And so I had the Pop Century Hotel candle, and it was like, yeah, it was making so much noise. Like I was like, we cannot have that in the background. I, the other one I have is the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, we <laughs> have a few of them. Uh, 
I I like having a candle. I wish we could have it like a yeah. little more like like we light a lot of candles. I do it a lot and, more in the fall. Yeah. Know. Well, we both keep it analog, so we read off paper. So we have to have like it super bright in here. But I'd love it. Because we're like, reading by candlelight. Read no, we podcast did. We did make a candle, candle that is burning. Not that you can see it or smell it or hear it. Listen, but. it's cute. It's in a mason jar. <laughs> okay. Yep. 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 Uh, the only other thing, the only other big thing that I really have to talk about today is aliens exist. Okay. <laughs> this is not me introducing my segment of the podcast. That shit got released. Hold on. Let me pull it. I have a, I have a little thing pulled up on my phone. Uh, I don't want to read the, I don't want to read the full article. Okay. Cause it's a New York times article and there's some big ass words in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what I will read is a headline Pentagon on UFOs. They are off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Wow. The New York Times reports classified Pentagon hearings on crash-slash-recovered UFOs, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. So long story short, uh, there was this famously, like, decommissioned UFO research organization inside the Navy. Okay? And then this same group, who was apparently disbanded, was not in fact disbanded. And they are going to be releasing documents on an annual basis based on their findings of UFOs. And there's this one really smart dude who used to be a part of that program who says there's no way that that could have been – that what we were working on, what we were researching, what we had access to, these this evidence or what these – this material or whatever you want to call it um, is not – could not have been made on Earth. Wow. And so that also kind of piggybacks on those two videos that the Navy released. Mm-hmm. That Tom DeLong yeah. originally get like hacked right. and released, which show these pilots trying to pinpoint on their, um, I guess on their radars or in their flight scanners or whatever. I don't speak pilot yet, <laughs> yet. <laughs> and it, essentially, they're tracking this thing and they can't even keep up with it on their scanners or trackers. It's That's an so absolute wild. UFO. And now they're saying, you know, an official report saying they're not made on Earth. And That's I'm so sorry. crazy. But it's not like the Russians and the Chinese have a base on the moon making right. super fast spaceships. Yeah. They could do that on Earth. Woo. So essentially, guys, I don't know who had Maybe aliens for August. we can start believing August. a lot more of your stories. Uh, y'all better? <laughs> y'all better? Y'all better go study? Yikes. You gonna get probed, buddy? They gonna stick stuff in you? They're not. It's gonna be fine. But I think I think that's also really interesting because you're piggybacking off of... Trump developing the Space Force mm-hmm. in recent memory. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they, they've been gearing up towards... I mean, another Star Wars movie came out. You know, they're just getting us ready for aliens. I think so. The Mandalorian. The, this is the way. I think, that it's, I think that it's imminent that we get more information about extraterrestrials, whether we're, in, whether we're ready for it or not. I think that it's imminent. Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I think it's going to be beyond public control in a short amount of time. And I think that... Or, you know, private... Like, it's, gonna, it's coming out. I mean, okay. this year, I mean, can't get much worse, can it? Only uh, if they're knock on wood. Only geez. if they're not mean. If they're mean, I mean, it's over. They figure out how to get here. We ain't even got to Mars yet, bro. Well, according to a lot of your stories, they already know how to get here. Yeah, and Venus. <laughs> anyway, man, that's all the big shit I got. Um, I think yeah, that I really... you're gonna kick the show off this evening. Yup, I'm gonna start. Yeah, so I'm ready for a story. Okay. And I'm sorry that I said all of that yeah, just now. Okay, that was creepy. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so I'm covering something a little bit different all than right. I normally do. Okay. I felt good about my episode, like two episodes ago, where I did the Sky King. Sky King, different. long live the you Sky know, King. A little yeah. something a little different. I, will, I hope people can come to this podcast and not hear the same stories they hear on every 
freaking other podcasts. Sure. I think we do a good but, job mixing that shit up. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted, like, initially I felt like I was going to do heavily on, like, true crime. But I yeah. really, I think I, I've been switching I it up you a keep lot. It li- you so. keep it light. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of heads getting cut off and people's faces getting <laughs> But other than that, <laughs> I mean. When I do true crime, I do true crime. You do mm-hmm. do the true crime. I mean, okay. So I'm going to be telling you about Vesna Volovic. Volovic. Okay, you want to work that out a couple more Vesna times? Vesna Volovich. Vesna Volovich. Yes. Okay. 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 I'm just going to say Vesna from the rest of the time. Okay? <laughs> I would as well. So Vesna was born in Belgrade on January 3rd, 1950. Okay. 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 Her father was a businessman and her mother was a fitness instructor. Okay. Okay, she's keeping she it tight. She had a very, very, very big love of the Beatles. Like she was obsessed with the Beatles. Yep. So everybody she fucking was traveled to the United Kingdom after completing her first year of university, hoping to actually improve her English language skills. Okay. She's being she's quoted saying, I initially stayed with my parents, friends in Newbury, New Newbury, Newbury, uh, she recalled, but wanted to move to London. It was there that I met up with a friend who suggested we go to Stockholm when I told my parents. When I told my parents I was living in the Swedish capital, they thought of the drugs and the sex and told me to come home at once. Yes, kid. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. They have, imagine being there not realizing that yet and just being like, oh, I, I guess I'll just take a few more days. <laughs> just going to see the sights. So Vesna returned back to Belgrade and decided to become a flight attendant. Um, okay. She saw one of her friends. Okay. You think maybe you know a little no, bit about this? No, no, it's too know? early to tell. I wasn't. That was a cocky okay right okay. there. Okay. That was an overconfident yeah. okay. So she had seen one of her friends in a flight attendant uniform, and she said, "Quote: She looked so nice, and I had just been to London for the day. I thought, why shouldn't I be an air hostess? I could go to London once a month. There you go. Which would probably give her a better chance of seeing the Beatles too. Yeah, right? yeah. So she joined J A T. Yugoslavia's national flag carrier and largest airline in 1971. Okay. Yugoslavian. So she is 21 when she becomes this uh, air hostess. Air hostess. I would say that the, how do you say, the prestige of that job used to be so dope compared to like what it is now. I mean, I think it's still like a, a really that's probably Good an awesome job. job, but like it used to, I used to feel like it, it seems like it was like fancy as fuck. Well, it was like, I think for like, yeah. For women, well, I don't went into being a flight attendant or like pharmaceutical sales. Yeah, right. Because it was, and it was like a very like sexualized. Uh, For sure. I would say, yeah. you know, yeah. like having these women serve you on your plane. Uh-huh. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I I'm know. sure there's a lot of that. I don't know much about it. So, okay. So now I'm going to tell you about the JAT flight 367. We're going right into it. We're okay? getting into it. Let's go. So the secondary crew of JAT Flight 367, uh, flying from Stockholm to Belgrade with stopovers in Copenhagen and Zagreb. Um, there's some words. Yeah, everybody knows Zagreb. I am probably going to screw up. I tried my best. Oh, just as a, a disclaimer, we're going to be fucking up words this whole episode. I have so many big words. Oh, good. Okay. Well, it arrived uh, in Denmark on the morning of January 25th, 1972. Okay. Okay. JAT had confused, actually confused Vesna for another flight attendant. Okay. Um, okay. With the name Vesna, there was more than one flight attendant named Vesna who looked similar to each other. Just the name, they just uh, mixed up the name. Okay, I see, I see. And she actually wasn't supposed to even be getting on this flight, 
but it got mixed up somehow and she ended up being the Vesna that was going to be getting back on the plane when it took off again. Okay, but it was like a clerical error. Like that's, it wasn't, okay. Yeah. But so she was actually really excited to uh, get on, to be on it because it was going to Denmark and she had never been to that country. And so she was like, that's cool. Like I've never been there. Like, let's go. Um, And the crew actually had the entire afternoon and the following morning, you know, after it landed, Ooh, they got a like night off. Do whatever. Well, they hadn't got the the, the next crew hadn't gotten on yet, but it, where they were, where it landed, they had that whole evening and the next morning before it was going to take off again. Right. They so didn't they got have the to. Night off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they were on a flight that day though, but I'm just saying they didn't have to like immediately flip the, the plane. You know, a lot sure. of times you get on and a new crew gets on and they fly sure. out. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. So. She got a night off. Uh. Yeah. So <laughs> flight three six seven eventually departed from Stockholm. Arlanda Airport at 1.30 p.m. on January 26th, so the following day. Yeah. Uh, The aircraft was a McDonnell Douglas DC-9. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm talking about airplanes a lot lately. Yeah. You you got something on your mind? You want to be a pilot? You (laughs) want to be an air hostess? I do not. (laughs) I don't like flying that much. Mm -mm. It doesn't, like, bother me, but, like, there's just always that, like, fear that something's going to happen. There's going to fucking crash? Or, yeah, who knows? Anything. So, it landed at Copenhagen Airport at 2.30 p.m. where Vesna and her colleagues got on the plane. Okay. Flight 367 departed from Copenhagen Airport at 3.15 p.m. And here's where it's going to get intense. I'm ready. Let's do it. At 4.01 p.m. So, they've only been in the air for a little while. 46 minutes. Okay. An explosion tore through the DC-9's baggage compartment. That's, first of all, that's a really bad thing to happen on an airplane. The explosion caused the, the plane to break apart over the Czechoslovak village of Serbska Kamenici. Nailed it. Okay. But, I mean, we're talking about... Yeah, this is, big, this, is, this is big bad news. There were 28 passengers and crew on board. Uh, okay. Right? When it exploded. And... Um, a villager named Bruno Honk. Bruno! Heard screaming amid the wreckage after the plane blew up, right? Right. But is the plane still in the air? It has exploded and everything, including passengers, crew, things are falling from the sky. Okay, and he's hearing screams as and things he, are falling from and, the sky. And then he sees like this wreckage and he starts to hear screaming coming from this wreckage that has landed right okay and oh fuck can you imagine just be like going about your business and just a fucking right. plane explode right over top of you and in this wreckage jesus he finds vesna okay so she survived yes well so far right oh so well. of the 28 passengers and crew uh-huh is the only one that lives this oh, crash oh fuck okay okay so he sees her turquoise uniform it's covered in blood, and her three-inch stiletto heels that she'd been wearing were torn off by the force of the impact. Jesus. Obviously. Well, how did he know what kind of shoe she was wearing? I think he was just reported. <laughs> girl, are these... <laughs> She's, like, dying. He's like, girl, are these your shoes? <laughs> hey, girl, are these your shoes? Are these your shoes? So Bruno had actually been a medic during World War II and was able to keep her alive until oh rescuers my God. arrived. Bruno's right? a fucking goat. Wow. Yeah. So, air safety investigators attributed Vesna's survival to her being trapped 
by a food cart in the DC-9's fuselage as it broke away from the rest of the aircraft and fell towards the ground. Okay, wait. Give me that one more time. So she was trapped by a food cart in the fuselage when it broke away. And that's why one of the, the things that air safety investigators think contributed to her survival. So she got like pinned by it? Yeah. So the de- I'm going to get more into it. The debris, I mean, the the, I'm sorry. When the cabin depressurized, the passengers and other flight crew were blown out of the aircraft and fell to Fuck. their deaths, right? Yeah. Investigators- Fuck, that's so- There's so just people scary. raining out of the sky, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Investigators believe that the fuselage that had um, Vesna pinned inside landed at an angle in a heavily wooded and snow-covered mountainside- that cushioned the impact. So like a Michael Bay landing. Yeah, right. Physicians concluded that that her also that her she had a history of low blood pressure. So she's just so chill. And it caused her to pass out right after the cabin <laughs> depressurized and it kept her heart from literally bursting on impact. What? Yeah. She, and she was also probably loosey-goosey cuz she was knocked she was out. out. Yeah. And she actually knew that she had this um low blood blood pressure. Blood pressure. Blood pressure. Before applying, she knew that it would result in her failing her medical sure, examination. Sure. So she drank a whole bunch of coffee before she did it, <laughs> and which made it like level out to where she did so she was fail. Just, she, so she was normal, able to still yeah. beat, which inevitably actually helped what? in this crash, right? Um, Vesna fell. Wait for this. Okay. So she's in the sky, right? Okay. This wasn't a pond taking off. This wasn't a pond landing. They've been in the air for they 46 were in minutes. in the fucking air. Yeah, they're cooking. Vesna fell 33,330 feet. Holy shit. How? Okay, that's like miles. Miles. It's like five, right? Five to six <laughs> miles. <laughs> what? Right? That's in, you can't fathom. Everybody else fell too, but she lived. I mean, most of the people were probably well dead before they even hit the ground. Well, yeah, a lot of people's like, you know, heart attacks, yeah, all, all that, that shit, whiplash, being in an exploding in plane. <laughs> yeah. So between, oh, wait. So between 1962, whoa. Hey-o. That was rude. Welcome to the show, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so between 1962 and 1982, Croatian nationalists carried out 128 terror attacks against Yugoslav civilian and oh, military targets. Fuck. They got shot down by terrorists? Well, no. Oh. Um authorities <laughs> suspected, well they the authorities suspected that they were to blame for bringing down flight 367. Uh-huh. But a man describing himself as a Croatian nationalist called the Swedish newspaper the following day and claimed responsibility for the bombing of flight 367. Oh, so he planted a bomb, I guess. So there or? was actually it was actually a like a suitcase bomb that was Jesus. put on the plane. Jesus. Vesna is quoted saying that when the plane landed before it was for them to get on, uh-huh. that I saw all the passengers and crew deplane. One man seemed terribly annoyed. It was not only me that noticed him either. Other crew members saw him, as did the station manager in Copenhagen. Copenhagen? I don't know Copenhagen. That. I think it was the man who put the bomb in the baggage. I think he had checked in a bag in Stockholm, got off in Copenhagen, and never reboarded the flight. Fucker. So they don't even think she doesn't even think the guy who actually like was going to do it was even on it. Maybe it was on a timer or something. I don't know. Maybe. Right. It's just so crazy how things used to be. 
you know, like the way planes and yeah, well, security and all that it's, shit it's used so to work. Terrifying that like that kind of stuff could happen. Oh my you know? god, yeah. Something else that she's quoted saying that I find a little bit like just chilling is that the you know how they had the whole evening and morning before they left again yeah Yeah, she really wanted to go sightseeing with her but her colleagues insisted that they go shopping she said quote everybody wanted to buy something for his or her family she recalled so i had to go shopping with them they seemed to know that they would die what they didn't talk about it but i saw i felt for them and the captain was locked in his room for 24 hours he didn't want to go out at all in the morning during breakfast, the co-pilot was talking about his son and daughter as if nobody else had a son or daughter. I thought this was really weird. That is fucking quote. spooky. Like she's kind of like, she had like Vesna. Vesna? She had weird ass vibes. Vesna, that's creepy, buddy. Yeah. Also, my papers are so, so thick because half of the stuff printed on labels. I was going to ask you what the hell happened. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Excellent printed on shipping labels. That's some expensive research right there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though there that uh, call had been in and like the, it was suspected that it was somebody, there was sure. never any arrests made. Oh wow! So whoever did it just got away with it. Yeah, there was never. Yeah, it was just a wow. Bomb. I guess they just assumed the person was still Bullsh- on. Yeah, but then they got that call. But then they, you know, that could have been an organization. Could have been a hoax or like yeah. a, a conspiracy. I don't know. There's a lot that goes into that. And, and sometimes motherfuckers like to claim shit that they did not even do. Yeah, I know. Which is stupid as fuck. Why would you do that? So, Vesna spent days in a coma right after the crash. She was alive, but... She deserved a fucking nap, first of all. But not well. I mean, she was... She got fucked up. Injured. She fractured her skull, and then she hemorrhaged. Oh, no. She also suffered two broken legs, three broken vertebrae, one of which was completely crushed. Oh, my God. But it's amazing that she's... Uh, fucking insane which is why i'm telling you the story uh her pelvis was fractured and several ribs were broken oh my god everything that's that's everything yeah all of these injuries actually ended up making her temporarily paralyzed from the waist below the waist (laughs) yeah yeah but she had total i mean that's fucking i mean it's crazy her whole ass body was broken yeah uh i mean not surprisingly right yeah. She had total amnesia from the hour preceding her fall until one month afterwards. An hour before the... Yeah. She and, just remembers, like, getting on. Getting on and, and then waking I, up in the hospital. Um, yeah. and A month later. Uh, yeah. So even when she... So was she cognizant in some of that month? I mean, I know she was in a coma for days. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think she was just kind of probably, probably touch out and of go it, is right? fuck, yeah. So her parents actually told her... Uh, that she first learned of the cra- like she she first learned of the crash about two weeks after it happened because her parents told her. Um, she was just like, "Why the fuck am I laid up?" And when they told her, she fainted after being shown a newspaper headline by her doctor and had to be tranquilized. So, like, I guess maybe a bit two soon, weeks guys? after her parents like told her, and she still didn't fucking. And yeah. then her doctor was like, "No, look, this happened," and she like fainted. Like, Ugh, what the fuck are you kidding me? Yeah, because you don't. People don't survive shit like that. Yeah, the last thing that she could remember. She went to like a pocket universe and came back or something, man. Like, I'm good for her. She's probably yeah. in so much fucking pain oh that she my didn't have God, to. God, man. Yeah. So the last thing she could remember was greeting passengers as they got on board. Wow. Yeah. And then 
The next thing she remembered was seeing her parents in the hospital. And she says, quote, this is from, I, there's some, do some quotes from a New York Times article by a man named Richard S- Sandemir. Mr. Sandemir. She said, quote, the first thing I remember is seeing my parents in the hospital. This was in a 2002 online interview with a security training firm. She okay. said, I was talking to them and asking them why they were with me in Slovenia. I thought I was in Slovenia as I had just visited the capital city before going to Copenhagen. So she didn't even know where the fuck she was. Wow. Right. Gee, my buddy. So Vesna underwent treatment in a Prague hospital until the uh, 12th of March, 1972. The crash was January 26th. And when she was in the hospital, so when? This first hospital in Prague until March 12th, 1972. Wow. Then she was flown in a plane. (laughs) Bit cheeky. To Belgrade. (laughs) She was actually offered to get a hypnotic injection to help her sleep i'm sorry a hypnotic injection that's what they called it i guess it's like, i'm sorry what I, 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 they can inject hypnotism i think it was probably just a sedative okay <laughs> i was seriously shook i was but like that was, can they, do that? they offered her this for the flight back to um yugoslavia but she declined she said she wasn't afraid of flying because she had no memory of the crash so didn't she didn't need it? She's like, I'm fine. I don't give a fuck. She has no trauma essentially. Yeah, well, well, you know, outside of physical. Yeah, initially the 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 whole flying thing didn't was just like, wow. just like I don't fucking remember. I don't give a shit. Let's what are the go. odds of it happening again? Let me get on the flight. I'm get good. some peanuts over here, man. <laughs> another crazy thing is that when she got put into uh, another the second hospital, it was placed under 24 hour police protection because authorities feared that the people who did the bombing would want to kill her Finish her for off. being like the survivor and want to come Holy back and kill her. Holy shit. Yeah, so guards actually changed shifts every six hours and nobody was allowed to go in and see her except for her parents and her doctors. What the fuck? Yeah, but I mean, they that's to keep her safe. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. It's so, metal as fuck. Vesna's hospitalization lasted until June of 1972. She was in hospital six months. So January to June. Yeah. And she had changed hospitals. And then she went to Montenegro to recuperate at a seaside resort. Good. Hey, listen. She fucking yeah, deserves right? it. I'm sure she still had to do some physical therapy and stuff, but at least she yeah, had to do it by the beach. She also had to do a, several operations to restore her movement oh my god and, i would imagine uh both of her parents had to they had to sell both of i'm sorry their, her parents had to sell both of their cars to pay for debts just initially like because there's just so much that's penny i mean if you got an injury like that in america right now you might as well just oh my god right cut but it. in less than a year she recovered well enough to walk so she wow. got unparalyzed but she that's did amazing. have a limp she said, quote, I was broken and the doctors put me back together again. This was also that two, uh, New York New York Times article. That's amazing, bro. So, yeah. Right? So, she got a limp, but she's, like, able to walk and, like, be whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. She said, quote, nobody ever expected me to live this long. And she attributed her recovery to her, quote, Serbian stubbornness <laughs> and... A childhood diet that included chocolate, spinach, and fish oil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sturdy as fuck, motherfuckers. Good for you, girl. I eat fish oil. I'm Serbian. Fuck you. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's some dope shit to say. That's some tenacious shit. Okay, so even crazier yet, Vesna returned to work 
at the Yugoslav Airlines in 1972. Stop it. They should have been, well. But to an office job in which she negotiated freight contracts, not as a flight attendant. That still sounds like a good job. Dude, she wanted her old job back and disagreed with the airline that she was not healthy enough to resume it. Wow. She said, quote, they didn't want me because they didn't want so much publicity about the accident. Sure. Absolutely. Also, that's a picture of Vesna. Is she pretty? Yeah, she's pretty. She's cute. What's up, girl? But yeah, so they were like, no. But also, you know, I mean, she did have a limp, so maybe they felt like she couldn't do it properly. And also, they were just kind of like... And Vesna, we know about that low blood pressure, baby. (laughs) Yeah, we know about that now. Hey, I don't know (laughs) if that's... Now that Humpty Dumpty done put you back together, but girl, you done lied. Uh, Vesna was actually like celebrated as a national hero after this for being tough and as really shit. Kind of started to be a little bit like a celebrity. Wow, know? cool, good for her. Um, she received a decor. She received a decoration from the president of Yugoslavia and a Serbian folk singer that I guess was like really popular in Ser- Serbia. Sure. Named Miroslav Ilk. <laughs> Nailed no. it. Recorded a song titled Vesna the Stewardess. Wow. It's Vesna and Stewardess is in a different language, and I'm not even going to attempt it because. Give it's, it a go. No. It's. St- you want to. You are Desna. Desa. Stewardessa. Nailed it. That kind of sounds like Stewardess. It's like that stick bald game that we play, the dodgeball oh, right? game. Yeah. Um, and she also was made an honorary citizen of Serbska Kaminice. Kaminice, the place where it, the crash was. Oh, wow. Where he found her. And the guy who found her. Yeah, the uh, guy who was the medic. Yes. Uh, he had a, a granddaughter that was born six weeks after the crash, and he named her Vesna. That's so cute. In her honor. Which, Grandpa, why do you get to name the granddaughter? Isn't that mom's choice? Isn't that mom and dad's choice? I see people, dead people, falling from sky. <laughs> I hear woman crying. I go... I save woman. We name baby after You her. give birth to baby. Mm-hmm. Her name, Vesna. No questions. <laughs> okay. No fucking okay, questions. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, in 1977, she married... Good for a her. Med- mechanical engineer, Nicola Breca. Nicola... Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> uh, her physicians told her that her injuries would not have any adverse effect on her reproductive function right so they're like you're fine you can have kids but she did get pregnant and ended up having an ectopic pregnancy which you know is like on the outside it's like in the wrong places and shit goes bad and it actually almost killed her damn so she almost died again from trying to have a baby Vesna's powerful, bro. So she then actually, she was never... I swear to God, if she turns around and become... If the second half of this is she's a fucking serial killer, no, I quit the podcast. No. She was never able to have children, which is oh, kind of a bummer. That's sad. But in 1985, the Guinness Book of World Records recognized her as the world record holder for the surviving the highest fall without a parachute. 33,000 feet, right? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like six miles up. Okay. This I love... She received the recognition for her Guinness Book of World Records uh-huh. at a London gala, and guess who presented it to her? I feel a lot of pressure. I don't know. Musician Paul McCartney. Oh, because he's one of the Beatles. And she, was loved, she loved the Beatles. That's fucking dope. I know. I freaking love that. I think it's great. That's fucking rad. Uh, in the early 1990s, Vesna and her husband ended up getting a divorce, and she attributed the divorce to her chain smoking. 
Which he disapproved of, apparently. Listen, I've been through a lot. Yeah. I mean, seriously, let the woman have a smoke. She can have as many smokes. She done... You fall six miles. You do You do it. Um. Also, about 18 years after she returned to work... So yeah, she yeah. She stayed there for a long time. She said the airline forced her to retire. It's also been said that she was fired, but... I think she's saying that they forced her to retire. I'm going to go with what she's sure. saying. Uh, for trying to persa- persuade co-workers not to vote for Sl- Slobodan Milosevic. I'm Sounds trying. right to me. He's a Serb was a Serbian nationalist and president known as the Butcher of the Balkans. She demonstrated in the streets against this dude and um, who died in jail before a verdict was reached in his trial for war crimes and crimes crimes against humanity you should listen to but her you that's cheeky why the that's what airline, she says they that that's why they fight that well i think they said that they were like yo you've been in here a long time you survived that, that sounds fall, relevant like, that sounds relevant as fuck yeah you can't be doing that apparently so so this is kind of fucked up in response to her activism uh against you know pro slobodan tabloids sublodan yeah that's the guy's name. I'm not going to try to... Skiploden. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name again. Also, it's very cute. No, it's not because the plane exploded. <gasps> but my nephew, when he was really little, he He's couldn't say squirt. explosion. So he said skiplosion. Skiplosion. So but anyway, so in response, these people who had these tabloid, these pro-tabloids, they yeah. launched a smear campaign against Vesna. Claiming, not against Vesna. Yeah, claiming that Flight 367 had been shot down by Czechoslovak surface-to-air missile and that she had fallen from a lesser height than previously believed. Bitch. They're like, you didn't fall from that far. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. She continued, Yeah, she fell from the sky, but it was like not even... It was like maybe like... Oh, yeah, then why did nobody else survive, huh? Like treetop level at best. Vesna continued taking part in anti-government demonstrations through the 1990s. So she didn't let any of that get her down. She said, fuck you. I know what's right. Yeah, and... I fell from a plane. When um, Slobodin's, his socialist party of Serbia was ousted in a bold, the bulldozer revolution of October 2000, she was among several celebrities that took, uh, got on the balcony of Belgrade City Hall to make victory addresses. So she was Dope. kind of like a big like activist speaker. You know? That's what's up. She also campaigned on behalf of the Democratic Party of President Boris Tadic. Tadic? And advocated for Serbia's entry into the European Union, which she believed would bring economic prosperity. She's a beast. But she, like, did, you know, she was, like, she well, didn't, and she didn't let activism. people, like, push her. Pressure. She was, like, fine, I lose my job. I don't, like. I'm Serbian. I'm Very tough. I, do, I eat Serbian fish oil. Serbian stubbornness. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. do you, have you had your fish oil? Because I have. I don't know if that's how Serbians speak. Sorry if I'm being yeah, disrespectful. Yeah, you're probably doing it so wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, later in her life, Vesna told reporters that she did not think of her fall every day. But she did say that she struggled a lot with survivor's guilt because she was the only survivor. Yeah. And everybody died in such hard, like everyone died horribly. Yeah. When, yeah. They got sucked out, right? I mean, they I'm sure someone down with the plane. They fell. They probably, you know, yeah, God. She said, quote, whenever I think of the accident, I have a prevailing grave feeling of guilt for surviving and I cry. Then I think maybe I should not have survived at all. Fuck. She, however, though, didn't end up. She's such a trooper, man. She ended up not doing, like, she didn't go into therapy. 
but she turned more towards religion uh-huh. and ended up becoming a devout Orthodox Christian oh, to help wow. her get through her yeah. stuff, trauma, whatever, you know. And she asked, she said that she felt like everything turned her into an optimist. She said, quote, if you can survive what I survived, you can survive anything. I mean, lightweight. She fell six miles from the sky. Right. Like. Wow. And also, whatever whatever therapeutic thing that helps, that works, that yeah, it clicks. Yeah. More power. I mean, amazing. Good for her. It's I'm, amazing. Having a near-death experience probably helped, would push anybody towards religion in some certain ways. or, or, or Should I avoid a I speeding ticket? I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, in 2005, her uh, Vesna's fall was recreated by the show Mythbusters. Oh, because they thought her shit was a myth? Or they were just saying how improbable I mean, it was? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're... I mean, Mythbusters, they're probably just yeah. trying to be like... Also, rest in peace to that happen? one dude that was on that show. He yeah, died. Yeah, he's he a young man. That. He's like yeah. 50 years old. Uh, Guinness Book of World Records continues to list her as the record holder for surviving the highest fall without a parachute. It's um, a dining cart, you bitches. She ended up... Vesna ended up living on a pension that she got for uh, every month in her dilapidate... And she lived in a... Sadly, in like a dilapidated Belgrade apartment. So it wasn't like she wasn't. She like wasn't living lavish. No. And both of her parents died within a few years of her crash. And it was like oh, really sad shame. because she blamed a lot of it like on the crash. She said, I don't know what to say when people say I was lucky. Life is so hard today. So she was like, I'm not like, you know, whatever. Uh. She also said that her mother and father might not have died prematurely had she not been aboard flight 367. Oh my God. She said the incident not only ruined her life, but also those of her parents, which is like really sad. That's super That she sad. thinks that that caused... I thought you said she was an optimist. No. That's not very optimistic. Well, I'm sure she is... See, if, the, if she would have been in the fucking US, they would have given her a book deal and Oprah would have had her on the show. Oh, and funny you say that. Oh. She... <laughs> did a lo- occasional interviews that people wanted, but she actually declined a lot of them, most notably from Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and, I called that shit. And the BBC. She turned them both down. Wow. She said that she was tired of discussing her fall. Wow. I get it. I mean, I but felt Oprah I be giving everybody in the audience a fucking car, though. You could have got some ducats. Yeah, well. December 2016. Oh, no. Uh, in December sounds... of 2016. Well, friends became concerned for Vesna after she kind of st- just abruptly stopped answering her phone. Um, and I swear to God. Well, a, it's I mean, it's just like how it's going to end. December 26, 2016, a Serbian daily newspaper said that locksmiths discovered her body in her apartment after forcing open the door. Um, a neighbor said she had called Vesna's brother after she had called her a bunch of times and she never answered. So she died, uh, well, I guess she was found December 23rd in 2016 with her three cats at the age of 66. So she oh, died pretty no. young. Um, and apparently I think her brother was like her only surviving Jesus. Person. Yeah. Uh, but friends did say that she struggled with heart ailments in the years leading up to her death yeah you know and and then obviously we know she, she had issues anyway so i think it just you know and she fell fucking three thousand feet from the fucking air so i'm gonna finish it off with another little article that i thought was kind of funny but that essentially is the story of vesna Volovic. the st- 
stubborn Serbian. And I found this article amidst my research that was through NPR. That was on huh. August 24th, 2018. That is the title, How to Survive a 10,000 Foot Fall. Uh-huh. And I just highlighted some of the fifth, like what they said because I thought it was hilarious. It says, according to Alan, A-L-L-A-I-N, Alan, there are a few things you need to do. One, be small. This Fuck. Is, this is one situation where size really does matter. Smaller people are going to fall slower, so that's going to give them a better chance at survival. That's horseshit. <laughs> you, I'm already fucked. He said, you've probably witnessed this phenomenon if you've ever brushed an insect off your kitchen table. A three-foot-tall fall is pretty intimidating for something as small as an ant, but the ant survives. How does it do it? The answer has to do with the two main forces acting on a falling person, gravity and air resistance. Sure. Which did I not tell you the other day? I, I, not, I knocked an ant off my desk, and it like... It, like, laid there, like, paralyzed for a few seconds and then was like, ugh, and, like, got up and ran yeah, off. you fucked him up. Uh, and the next thing he says is, hit something soft. <laughs> <laughs> what you land on makes a big difference, Alan says. Survivability, he says, is heavily influenced by G-forces, the acceleration force you feel when you suddenly change speed. Soft surfaces are easy on, easier on the body because they increase your stopping distance, which in turn decreases the G-forces you feel. No uh, shit. Thanks, Alan. And then... <laughs> He says, next, don't land on your head. <laughs> this is an article on NPR. You shouldn't land on your head from like three feet. Like, he says for one. Uh, like your body height, you shouldn't even. I know, right? Alan says, for one, thinks that uh, landing face up on your back gives you the best chance at survival. So just plank. And then lastly. I'll, do, I'll just lay down. Don't lastly, plank. here we go. Don't fall in the first place. Oh, Alan. <laughs> Although do, people do survive, your chances aren't very good, Hamilton says. So it's better to avoid the situation entirely. In the end, the best way to survive a tumble out of an airplane may be to wear a parachute. Thank <laughs> you. Inspired, inspired information there, but yes, Alan. But just to circle it back around, that is the story of Vesna Volovic that fell 33,330 fucking feet and from the lived. fucking sky in a plane and lived. And ended up being fine and able to walk over there. And became an activist and kind of a celebrity. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. I know it's like not true crime, not good, but okay, I just thought that was like a crazy story. I'm going to look you in your eye right now. Yeah. Because I want to tell you something. What? Dibs on the next one. On the next airplane one, I have one. Okay. I have one. Okay. It's already in, You know, I got my green notebook. I did. After I've you did two. your last one, I've you found something? I found something, and I was oh. like, "Oh fuck, this is fucking rad." Okay, well, I've I've done two plane stories. I'm probably gonna back off a little bit. I'm probably gonna, you know, this isn't a plane podcast. <laughs> Although I did get a hair up my ass the other night and thought I was gonna become a pilot. Well, I don't know if you're trying to inspire me not to become I, a pilot. No, I'm. Yeah, I don't want you. <laughs> uh, I had heard. I think. I think. What is it? There was one podcast, a big podcast that touches on it, like vaguely, just like. This happened. She fell. No details into who she was, anything like that. And I it's remember like it almost seven miles. I don't think it's that much. I think it's like five. Well, it's five thousand feet in a mile, right? Oh, well, I guess we could do the math. So five times five thousand is there five times. But I had gotten the idea. <laughs> five thousand times six I'm, is thirty-three. Like, or thirty thousand. Uh, but I when I had did the one about the Sky King, I was like. Oh, I remember that. There's a story about that gr- woman who falls yeah. like way, 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 way. I think I out. had heard pieces to it, but I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it really laid out, or who she oh, was. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I went into the calculation. Got to do a Google sometimes. It's six point three one two five miles. That's amazing. 
That is insane. Here's a here's a fun fact. If I ran that far, I would actually die. <laughs> she fell that far and lived. She fell that far in a in a plane. In a big metal box. Which crazy is like she woke up and was like screaming for help but doesn't remember any of it i mean that's probably like the best thing that could have happened to her yeah her not, not having memories yeah. yeah holy shit buddy but that's like, yeah really scary <laughs> wow but she's pretty badass she was an incredible woman that's am- and she's I'm an incredible so glad person incredible human. That's amazing that makes me happy i hope i hope they got to have a good little conversation that's probably the most positive story i've ever done yeah because sky king feels really cool and then he well dies. it's really sad yeah, yeah. anyway so oh, yeah, I have to get. I'm gonna pause it really quick because I'm gonna make myself a cocktail. Oh god. Do you want? Do you want to try it? I'll take a sip of yours. Okay, I'm bet. gonna get myself a little more wine though. Okay. Um. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I've made a cocktail now. Um. There's literally like there's nothing like we broke that up at all. We literally. Just said, <laughs> I'm gonna make a cocktail. Okay, I made a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. There's no real. There's no commercial breaks on this podcast. Nope. So I just made a plum wine. Oh, it looks weird. Yeah, I made a plum wine spritzer. Uh, so this is a grape wine with plum, and it's called Plum Fuki is the name of the the, the plum wine that I'm using. I just want to go ahead and say, I have no idea what the fuck you're covering, <laughs> but I feel like it's something, there's going to be Asian yes. culture notes to it, yeah. because you were saying a bunch of Asian words when I got home, like you were trying to be uh, Ron Burgundy, but... I loosen the lips, the tongue, and the teeth. But and then you were like, "I'm gonna bust out this Asian wine." Well, I got it. I got I like, it recently. Wait, wait, why? What's with the Asian? Well, vibes? let's get into it. Um, this evening. Wait, are you gonna try it? Oh yeah, let's have a little taste here. A little clinks. It smells uh, good. As I'm not. Fuck. I don't have it. I have my wine. So spritzer's just like soda and lemon and lime and shit with booze. Oh, that's lovely. That tastes like a squeeze it. You want to mm-hmm. give it a go? Oh, I'll give it a little sip. Give it a little go. Here she goes. Don't smell it. Oh. I don't know. I couldn't drink more than one sip of that. It's I'm going to drink this sweet. whole motherfucker while I tell you a story. It's very sweet and sugary. It is. It's going to keep me up all night. Okay. I'm excited. <sighs> Hope everybody likes my story. They're going to like it. They're going to like They liked it. <laughs> <laughs> this evening, we're going to be talking about the Uri. And the Yonkai, which, since we're Gaijin, which means we're Americans, we're outsiders, uh-huh. essentially it boils down in its own way to ghosts and demons from Japan. Ooh, okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Did you write this evening we're going to be talking about? First two words. So funny. This evening we're going to be, and I didn't even put in the we drink and we know things this time. I had to beep bop around on mine. I had like... This, ep- this page, I had to go find this page to read. You were hunting Well, I liked, I wanted to quote um, that article because she like, it's directly from her. So. so, it goes without saying. Ew, don't cut that out. So, it goes without saying that the Japanese culture is a fascinating and ancient culture. Mm-hmm. It's a culture that has always been really dear to my heart. I was a young kid. I was watching anime all the time, playing Japanese video games like Final Fantasy yeah, and you, stuff like that. You do love anime. Oh, my God. So even from a young age, I was obsessed with like samurai culture and ninja and all of that. I even studied Japanese martial arts for a small time yeah. with my dad. Yeah. Uh, that, But that <laughs> that's kind of saying like that's Japanese culture, but that like barely scratches the surface of Japanese sure. culture. You know, yeah. that's like saying America is just like... 
uh, light beer, blue and jeans, fancy. and yeah, exactly, and guns. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about ghosts and demons. So there's two different kind of classifications in Japanese when you're talking about ghosts and demons. The okay. first is a yura, which is uh, are there figures in Japanese folklore. Analogous, analogous to the Western model of ghosts. The name consists of two kanji, which is the script that they write in. Uh, okay. That the Japanese culture write in. So, uh, you meaning faint or dim, and yura or ra, which means soul or spirit. You ra. Yura. Yura. Okay. So yura and you, yura. Yeah. You and ra. Yura. Okay. okay. Um. So the alternative names include bora meaning ruined or departed spirit, shiro, meaning dead spirit, um, and like their Chinese and Western counterparts, they are thought to be spirits barred from a peaceful afterlife. Okay. Okay? Not them demons. They're, these are those, good these is, Not necessarily. These are just ghosts. Yeah, what the? Okay. There's mean ghosts. I guess. They're, you ever heard of a poltergeist, baby? Yeah, that's not... That's a poltergeist. That's a ghost, right? It's a mean ghost. Huh. So, anyway, next there is the yokai. They're, oh, Sorry, I just scratched my bug bite. I have a bug bite on my That's leg. good podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> Next is the yokai. So they're a class of supernatural monsters, spirits, and demons in Japanese folklore. The word yokai is made up of the kanji for bewitching, attractive, calamity, and specter, apparition, mystery, and suspicious. So I guess... That the, sounds like a poltergeist to me. They're like demons. They're like demons kind of yeah 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 uh they can also be called ayakashi mononoke which if y'all are ghibli fans was good am i supposed to know that uh no okay. princess mononoke it's like oh. kind of a, oh okay yeah and Studio mamona ghibli you mean when you say that yes yes yokai often possess animal features such as the kappa which looks similar to a turtle uh which we're actually going to talk that's about that's not scary Till you, till you know what it does, honey. Okay, yeah, things can be cute sometimes. Yet other mostly appear human, like Kuchisaka Ona, which I think we're also going to talk well, about. Sorry about all the pronunciations this episode. <laughs> I said at the beginning, we're going to fuck some shit up. Yeah. Uh, some yokai look like inanimate objects, while others have Ew. no discernible shape. Inanimate objects? Yeah, so in like... Like, sh- so it could just be like my wine glass? Yeah, it, it, so in the Shinto religion, which I think is a predominant, uh, an old school religion in Japan, there's this notion that all things, inanimate or otherwise, have spirit, Ooh. have a presence. So sometimes you can be that candle right there, okay? And let's say that you burn that candle every day for a hundred days. Maybe it could become a yokai. Wow! It could become a, a de- it could become its own magic because they're not always malevolent. Some of them are cute, good rascals. There's both ends of the spectrum with yokai and okay. and yura. Okay. Sorry, I drank too much of that wine too quick. I got the burps. <laughs> so yeah, yokai usually have spiritual or supernatural abilities, with shape shifting being the most common. Yokai that shape shift are called bakemono or obake. Okay. So I mean that really is dumbing it down. There are subclasses for this. Uh, yeah, on both ends, like. The, the Yura, like, they're ghosts, right? So sometimes they're garments. Like, mm-hmm. what they're wearing kind of classifies what they are, oh. where they are, how they act. Wow. I mean, it's it's a really 
it's a really organized system that kind of blends with the mythology that marries with Buddhism, that marries with Shinto religions, yeah. and just Japanese culture in general. Like some of these are specific to location. Like they they exist because of where they are. Okay. Or they or something bad happened to them. It. I originally started my search looking for more urban legends for us to cover. Uh huh. And that's kind of what led me to this. Oh wow. So um. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you the story of some of the more popular yokai and yura. Okay. Cool. So the first one that I'm we're excited. gonna yeah there's there's a few of them some of them are spooky and what I think is for me like one of the things that I think really appeals to me in regards to Japanese culture and Eastern culture in general is that we're the Western culture mm-hmm. so like the things that we think about the way that our lives are they're they're radically different mm-hmm. especially when you look back on history where a lot of these stories come from they come from antiquity you know so it's like a right. lot of time before our worlds were integrated so the the the, the ideologies and notions are so different mm-hmm. so some of these things that come out of it some of the some of the you know mythology and myths and lore are just so radically different sure yeah you know yeah which i think is so fucking cool so the first one we're going to talk about is well, that's like i mean that's really a cool thing about just learning about other cultures every in general culture is, yeah they are different and that's why you should diversify yourself and divert go out and like learn about other yeah. fucking people and other things because and- sometimes motherfuckers have cooler stories than us guys mm-hmm. and i'm gonna tell you one okay we're gonna talk about kuchisaka ona oh kuchisaka ona <laughs> okay all right I, let's not i'm gonna say it one more time though kuchisaka ona is a malicious contemporary yuri so she's a ghost Okay, Yura, malicious ghost. ghost. Yes, whose name's literal translation. This is going to give some things away. Whose name's literal Uh-oh. translation is slit-mouthed woman. Ew. So the story goes that while she was alive, her husband punished her for <gasps> acts of adultery by slicing her fucking mouth open from ear no. to ear. Like the Joker or that one dude that got the Dublin, the Dublin smile or whatever it's called. Oh. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, I don't like that. Not the Dublin. I don't remember anyway. But so she gets her, her, her face lit ear to ear. Yeah. Her ghost appears as She's a beautiful pissed. as a beautiful young woman wearing a surgical mask. <gasps> Which, yo, right now that shit is everywhere, so y'all be damn careful if you're hollering at the honeys at the bar you're not supposed to be at. Ugh. It said she'll She's be holding a... Sh- it. Yeah, and everybody's wearing masks right now. Watch out for Kuchisake. Ugh. Okay. Uh, it said that she'll be holding a weapon or like a pair of scissors. So, yo, if you have the stones to holler at a masked woman with a weapon. Yeah, what? You might. You honestly might have it coming, but also we all wear masks right now. So, you know, what's up? Um, but mostly she approaches unsuspecting dudes. Okay. And uh, asks them weird questions. Ew. She says, Watashikeri? Or, am I beautiful? And she might say, sounding all sultry, she might say that. Uh, and if you answer no, she's going to kill you. Uh, ASAP. No questions. You're what dead. What the fuck? If you say you're not beautiful, she kills you. Damn. With her scissor thing and her, you know, the mask comes off. And if you say yes. I hope she just cuts the mask off. She's like, clip, clip. Oh, uh, guess what, bitch? If you say yes. She removes the surgical mask. <gasps> and is like, just kidding, I'm not. And reveals her gruesome mouth with a big smile, exposing her gnarly teeth. She'll ask, <sighs> how about now? No, well, that's 
man, you're just, there's no win. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. then you're going to be like, ah, what happened? Yeah. yeah. And she's going to be like, oh, so now you don't think I'm pretty. It Bye. Al- it always ends in death with this one. I I hate that. Yeah, so this murderous ghost was a character in the 1984 Studio Ghibli movie, Pompoco. Wait, there's a movie about it? Yeah, I don't know the English translation. I don't know if that one ever made it across the pond, but... Oh, that sounds like a Studio Ghibli I definitely want to watch. There's some Studio Ghibli vibes through all of this. And so many Japanese horror movies have made with her story as the premise, including the 2007 low-budget horror flick carved The Slit-Mouthed Woman. Cool. Okay. It reminds me of, like, for some reason, I don't know why. I just immediately picture that, like, there was, like, this weird thing that was going around for a while. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, do you fucking remember the other night when we were watching Drunk History and they put in that sleeper um, Easter egg of a demon face that popped in, in and out of the frames? You maybe take a picture of it? Oh, I forgot about that. After you went to bed? I saw it again, and it skeeved me out. Like I was actually seeing. I turned the whole show. Off. I'll turn the whole ass show off. I don't like that. It was like it wasn't like part of the show, but it's like. Why like, were they? Why were they doing and that? And it was like it was a completely benign episode. It had nothing to do with like creepy stuff. Yeah. And it was just de- so I don't know if our TV's possessed or we gonna die. Oh, but great. I said it here. Great, 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 great. great. Next, we're gonna talk Maybe, about. Do you still have the picture? Yeah, I have the picture. We'll have to so. post it with when we post pictures of this. Yes. I was trying to make yes. It, try to remember that. I'll add it on. If to we the don't, episode. somebody to remind us. Come on, hit us up. We'll, we'll talk about more about that at the end. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Yuki Ona. Ever seen a beautiful woman with snow white skin and long black hair wandering through the winter? Why are you doing it like that? <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to be a 1970s radio, radio DJ like so bad. Yeah, I um, think you missed the mark there, babe. By a lot, but I do have a face for the radio. Oh, so it's no. Good. <laughs> um, if you've seen... A super hot chick walking through the dead of winter. It may have been a Yuki Ona or Snow Woman. Snow Woman in the desert. In the snow, not oh, in the desert. I swear to God, you said desert. I, if I did, I was thinking about dessert. No, I she, swear that you said desert. No, um, in the very cold, frigid world. Oh. When she walks across the snow-covered terrain, you won't find any footprints behind her. Wow. Okay. The majority of Yuki, Oni, Yuka, Yuki Ona stories originate from Japan's snowy northern prefectures like Aomura and Akita in the Tohoku region. In some versions, she's a snow vampire who sucks the souls out of her victims. Mm. In other versions, she's a supernatural beauty who lures weak-willed, simp-having-ass thirsty boys <laughs> <laughs> into the cold where oh. she leaves them to die shining style in the snow. Wow. And you can tell that I wrote that paragraph. Yeah, you did. Okay. Some say that the Yukiona was a beautiful woman who was murdered in the snow and now does the same to others as an act of revenge, which really for really reminds me of the first Kill Bill. Never seen it. Where Lucy Liu wore all white in the You're snow and like fought literally Uma Thurman. Saying it like I've seen it. So good. Never seen it. <laughs> so good. So next, we're going to talk about a yokai. Chochin Obake, a mischievous paper lantern ghost. Paper lantern ghost? This has super Ghibli vibes. Uh, This lantern ghost isn't malicious like many other yokai. He's just a naughty little dude who enjoys giving humans a scare. Is that actual paper lantern? Yep. Okay. Like, if you were walking by, you would just think it's a paper lantern. Yeah. And it's like... It's like one of the the objects that... Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, 
the Chochin Obake will flip, will flick its large tongue out, roll its eyes, and laugh loudly to frighten passerbys. Imagine walking just like. Beep, 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 oh, beep. And at last, nice... I see the light. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'll eat your soul. <laughs> that was a tangled reference, by the way. If you haven't seen it, yeah, they've seen it. <laughs> uh, according to legends, a regular lantern may turn into this yokai after 100 years of use. Wow. This comes from the ancient Shinto religion beliefs that all objects, even inanimate ones, have a soul. I thought that paper lanterns were a one-time use thing. Depending on how good the paper is, I think. <laughs> we uh, saw one on, oh my God, on 4th of July, I like went, <laughs> I went and like set off like my first fireworks ever. I, did, I think like, we talked about it. You were so fucking powerful. No, though. but I did like four and I was like, you were weaving all right, them. and I ran back and I'm like, look guys, I look over everyone's looking away from the fireworks I have lit and a paper lantern in the sky. And I They're was like, fucking you beautiful. guys, you missed You set off a couple of mortars, okay? That shit was beautiful. <laughs> Those lanterns are beautiful. Um, okay, one more little... Hey, let's do it. Have we done a clinky? Yeah, I think we've done two already. We haven't done a... We've not done one clinky. Yes, we have. We did not it right a... when you... Yes, we have. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can figure mm. that out when you edit it. Well, we'll see. So next, we're going to talk about the Jorogumo. Okay. This seductive... So wait, did the paper lantern just sticks his tongue out at you and freaks you out? Yeah, he doesn't do anything mean. He didn't uh, eat you or anything. That's weird. just his shit. He just fucks with people. Weird. He's like a trickster. Like a trickster demon. Mm. Next, we're going to talk about the Jorogumo. Okay. This seductive spider ghost. Spider ghost? Spider ghost. Okay. Is based on the real golden orb weaver spider. Okay. Which is found all over Japan. The female of this spider grows to be 2.5 centimeters long and can even catch small birds as prey. Uh-uh. Nobody. 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 That's, that spider's too big. That's a spider that will kick your ass. Yeah. And that's not a cool thing to say. Legend says that when a spider reaches 400 years old, she will transform into a Jurogumo and develop an appetite for eating young men ah! instead of boring bugs and birds. Wow, it takes 400 years to eat that, huh? But then you get to be a man-eater, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Jurogumo are often depicted as beautiful women with the legs of a spider. Ew. Surrounded by the skeletons of previous victims. Wow. They use their alluring f- human form to seduce young men back to their homes, trapping them in their webs and devouring <gasps> them slowly. Creepy. Put them in their web. Yes. And I've seen a lot of anime where there's like spider people. Really? Yeah, man. What was the fucking most recent one? Um... Oh my god! Um, and you watch the anime solo. Dolo. Oh my god! Um, the fucking dope ass, fucking um, demon hunt, demon demon hunter. It's sick. I, I, my bad. It's sick though. And like the season finale is like a spider. There's a bunch of, like a spider family of people. Wow. They're mean. They're really mean. <laughs> they don't do good things to the night to the to the to the demon warriors. Uh, <laughs> next we're gonna talk about Gasha Dokuro. Okay. Uh-huh. So the poor unfortunate bones of those who've perished on the battlefield turn into gashadokuru. What I want to do is go, poor unfortunate bones. <laughs> <laughs> These yokai form in places where masses of normal skeletons lie. Uh, such as like villages after famine or disease has wiped out populations. Lacking a proper burial, the soul and bones come the souls and bones come together to create one big skeleton, fifteen Ooh. times the size of a normal person. That's terrifying. That's a terrifying idea for a giant. 
You may have seen this yokai in the famous Yukio. Uh, I haven't. Uh, Takiyasha the Witch and the Skeleton Spectre, which has been printed onto postcards, cloth flags, and t-shirts since its creation in 1844. Whoa! The Skeleton Spectres feed on lone travelers, biting their heads off, feasting on their bones, and drinking their blood, a Dracula style. Wow. Yeah, man. That just sounds like a really scary bone giant. Yeah. Made up of a bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't like it. Next, Yama. Where does all the blood go? They're all bone. They, don't worry about it. They drink it, buddy. Just pours right out. Just comes right out of their buttholes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> comes right out of their bone holes. Bone uh, holes. Bone hole. <laughs> Uba. Okay. So, you got to watch out for the Yama Uba because they're decrepit hags. Wow, that's not very nice. Well, that's what they are, buddy. They're depicted as old women with disheveled hair and filthy kimonos. They are known to offer shelter to weary travelers, only to kill them when they fall asleep. Oh, damn. They're going to kill you. Rude. If you decide to go hiking anyway, and you're out there, and you run into a Yama Uba, um, and there's a little old hut, don't go over there. So, if you, yeah, so you can just see it, like, at, like... yeah. They essentially their whole bag is they steal you up, wait for you to fall asleep. The whole hag's bag. The whole hag's bag. <laughs> um, and then next, nextly, and lastly, I'm gonna talk about the kappa. Okay. Which um, the kappa. The kappa, which kind of looks um, like a turtle. I talked about it at the beginning. Okay. So you can't apparently you can't talk about the yura and the yokai without talking about the kappa. Uh, a yokai deeply embedded in Japanese religion, history, and culture. There's even a sushi roll named after him. Hmm. The kapamaki, or the cucumber roll. Oh. This human-like creature has a shell, like a turtle, like a koopa. Huh? Koopa. Green, scaly skin. Like? Like Mario. Mario. Yeah. And a plate on its head that must be filled with waters at all times to stay alive. They live in Japan's rivers, lakes, and other waterways. Huh. In Shintoism, kappa are respected as gods of water, and statues of them can sometimes be seen at shrines around Japan. Kappa quirks include having an affinity for cucumbers, hence the cucumber rule. Yeah, I was wondering where that, why that came in. And never being able to break a promise. Oh. Yeah. That's, that one, I like this one. A more menacing kappa. Oh, no. The urban legend version. Oh, no. Loves to pull lost children and animals into the water to drown and eat. I don't like it anymore. But they still also will still eat the cucumbers. But then also, like, your brain. You made him sound like a cute little vegetarian. He's a cute little vegetarian unless it's the urban legend version and then he's a b- bad guy. Yikes. So that's just a little primer on the Yura and the Yukai. That was cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, just a little, you know. Wow, I, I didn't know any of that. There's so much. And, like, again, there's, like, subclasses and all this different stuff. There's also Oni, which are devils. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a whole other thing. Wow. So there's this huge pantheon of different mythological creatures that all kind of are all kind of weaved into the same story. The way story. that they kind of see, like, spirits and yeah. devil demons yeah. and things like and that. And while I was reading that, I felt like I was just watching a Ghibli movie. Wow. Like, yeah, so but, good. like, a very not nice one. Well, you've only seen the cute one. Yeah, oh well, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Which, yeah, I don't know if we said, Andrew finally watched My Neighbor Totoro. I and did. It was it. so cute. It was so good. We obviously watched, we watched it on, what, what are they on? HBO Max. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're like the, they have the dub or not. Yeah. It's yep, dubbed dubbed. English version. Yeah. Cause I'm not good at subtitles. No, you get distracted. Yeah. I it's can't pay attention. I can't pay attention to what's on the screen and the words at the same time. And yeah. I want to be able to, I just, mm-hmm. it takes years of training. I'm not good. It takes one anime with 700 episodes of training. <laughs> but man, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. That was really good. That was cool. Oh, thank you. Yours was too. Thanks. Uh, I'll probably get back to something a little more morbid or creepy next week. I still have no idea what I'm doing. So. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. I usually figure it out week to week. <laughs> hey, man, if you enjoy the podcast and you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Please yeah. rate and review us wherever you listen to We're podcasts. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Yes. I can't think of A lot of our else. listeners Spotify. Are, Spotify is the big one for us right now. Uh, if you haven't, hit us up. Uh, yeah. We're drinking We Know Things podcast at Gmail. Yeah, and let us know if there's something you want us to cover or if we mess something up or you want to just tell us something more about what something. Or just anything, say or what just up. say hi. We like to even just get emails of you guys just saying that you're a new listener or you're a still listening or you like you know whatever yeah man and leave us a review if you can that is really helpful we're really trying to get build our podcast trying to build that shit and like we said, so we can keep doing it man we're gonna be on hillbilly horror stories this weekend um this weekend which will be the weekend of the first maybe be saturday august 1st will be the episode of 2020 because who knows when you're listening to this yeah man <laughs> we're gonna be on there uh i think it's the end of the episode maybe i don't know who knows yeah. um but yeah thanks for listening y'all As thanks usual, for kicking it everybody stay safe wash your damn hands keep doing what you're doing ham sandwich dip a tit was good <laughs> and yeah thank I you man we'll talk to we you all later man all righty signing off goodbye yeah bye Bye-bye. bye 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 <laughs> Hey folks, what's going on? So we've been doing this thing. We've been sharing promos of other podcasts, and this week we got another promo for you. Uh, this podcast is called "It's Hardly Paranormal" uh, with hosts Jerry and Lacey. It's a super fun podcast. I'm gonna play their promo. I hope you enjoy it, uh, and we'll see you guys next week, man. Hey, how does Bigfoot tell time? I don't know how. He checks his Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm Jerry. And I'm Lacey, and we're the hosts of the Hardly Paranormal Podcast, where every week we examine cases of the strange and unusual and try to find out what's really going on. Is the Black Monk of Pontefract just a trick of the eye? Could the Loveland Frogman just be a deformed iguana? What about Will of the Wisps? Poltergeists? Leprechauns? Gateways to Hell? We examine them all and more, and discuss if they're real or if they're hardly paranormal. Catch us every week wherever podcasts are available. And remember... It's probably just the wind. What do ghosts wear to formal events? <laughs> Boo ties! <laughs> <laughs>